0: Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. All right, Matthew chapter five. I'm gonna to talk to you this morning a little bit. And uh, I changed all of this early this morning. I thought it was something God had gave me a while ago. And then this morning, I think he likes to mess with me on Sunday mornings sometimes. But I wanna to talk to you for a few moments. I got a message, I've entitled it this. It's called Actors or Sons. Actors or Sons. And Jesus makes a, a, an interesting uh, parallel between sons and hypocrites, which are actors. The word hypocrites means actor, performer. How many of you ever go to a play and you see actors? That's really not who they are, is it? All right? And so I want to talk to you a little bit about this. And, and So Jesus says this. First place I want to go. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp. And put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Father, bless your word this morning. Give me insight. Give me revelation. Father, let it come across with clarity. And Lord, most of all, may it be used to bring you glory. Bring you glory. Bring you honor. Bring about your purposes for us as a people us as a church, us as a city, us as part of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so Jesus, like, how many of you read the writings of like Jesus and he messes with your mind? Like, I'm gonna show you why in just a moment, all right? So in this portion of scripture right here, the first thing that he says is, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. All right, so the first thing I want to remind you of is that this, suns shine, so others see the Father and glorify the Father. Listen to me. You know what the Knowles are doing in Belize? They're shining. They're shining in Belize. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter whether they're planting a seed, preaching the gospel, making pizza. It it doesn't matter what they're doing. Their first priority is is not what they do, but the first most important priority in their life is who they are. How many know that you and I, they are sons of the living God? And sons of the living God have a priority in their life. And the priority in life is not what they do. It's how they do it. That you and I shine as light in the midst of darkness. All right, listen to me this morning. So here's the deal. Tomorrow morning, when you go to work, you're going there to be a light that shines in that place. Okay, so when Pastor Troy goes over here and drywalls with me, he needs to stop whining and shine a little bit better. Right? The idea is sunshine. Jesus says, you shine. So they see your Father. Let your good works shine in such a way that other people glorify your Father. Listen to me. The whole of our life is to cause people to glorify God. How many know the moment we want them to glorify us? God stops getting the glory. He says, you make sure that you're shining so that your father gets the glory. Now watch this. So so Jesus says this in Matthew chapter five, verse 14. Now scroll with me or turn with me or whatever your electronic device does for those of you who are using one to watch this. Now Jesus says, so Jesus says, let your light shine before men. Then in chapter six, verse one, he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men, to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you'll have no reward in your father. And wait, wait, wait! Time out, Jesus. One moment you tell me to shine before men, and the next moment you're telling me to be careful about doing it before men. How many are now confused? <laughs> right? It's like, okay, are you bipolar or what? Is it the bipolar Jesus? How many know. Jesus isn't bipolar. And he begins to do a discourse. And he begins to do this whole discourse on how you and I, as sons of God, live differently than the hypocrites that he was addressing of his day. All right, let's, let's look at a couple things he says. All right, first of all, he says, so when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you. Now, we would never sound a trumpet today. Amen? We might get on social media and let everybody know, but we wouldn't certainly sound a trumpet. Oh boy, pastor's really gonna mess with us today. We might get on. It's all about how you phrase it on social media. Okay, all right. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble here. He says, so when you give to the poor, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be honored by men. Hypocrites, the word means actor, stage player. Not real, all right? So what is Jesus saying? Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrites, but be like sons. You see, because first of all, I want you to understand this principle. Hypocrites are acting for the applause of the crowd. How many many know actors love an applause? Really? Okay, all right. Let me appeal to some of our carnal side for just a moment. Okay, Pastor Troy. Notice I meant carnal and Pastor Troy. Whenever we used to do the productions and everybody was acting and everybody was play acting and they were great. And they were to the glorify God, but tell me you didn't like it when the crowd applause. Of course you liked it when they applauded. Who doesn't like that? All right. You, you want to hear the applause of the crowd. There's something gratifying about it. There's something that's that, that does something inside of us when we hear that. And there's nothing wrong with that until we begin to love it more than anything else we do actors, hypocrites, are acting for the applause of the crowd. You see, the whole thing I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to bring you to a place and I'm going to ask you, are you sons or are you actors? Am I a son? Am I an actor? You say, but how do I know the difference? You'll know the difference whenever you allow God to test the motives of your heart. How many know sometimes nobody else can test the motive of your heart like God can when the Holy Spirit begins to put his finger on you? Right, Hypocrites are acting for the applause of the crowd. Sons work for the applause of one. I got one person that I need to have the applause of. One person that I need to hear well done from. One person that I only need to please. One person. And it's not Penny today. It's God. God is easy compared to her. I'm just having fun. <laughs> you see, he says when, you, when, when, when sons, this whole thing—hypocrites—you got, got sons. He's addressing the two of these, all right? And he's saying, "Listen, hypocrites are doing everything for the applause of the crowd, but you—you're a son. You don't do it for the applause of the crowd, the applause of men. You're doing it for the applause of your father. Hypocrites are acting for a wage to be paid." It's an amazing thing I'll show you here in a few moments when I get ready to close in like three hours from now, all right, that there's two different words used in this context for reward. There's a reward for the hypocrite, and there's a reward for the son. One is a wage due. One is something given from the father. It's an amazing thing that there are two different words for reward in there. And and so he says, he begins to say, hypocrites do this and sons do this. Let me say this to you this morning. You see, back to the original part. Sons are to do good works so that the world may glorify the Father. My good works are not on display for the My good works are not on display for the world. They are on display for the Father. They were on display. You see, here's the thing. And I want you to know something, my good works aren't even on display for the Father. My good works are on display for the world to see the Father you get the difference? They're not on display for the Father. They're on display for the world to see the Father. All right? My good works are not in order to me to get to heaven. Aren't you glad you don't have to work to get to heaven? Aren't you glad you don't have to perform to get to heaven? Aren't you glad that heaven's not your goal? Heaven's never been the goal. It's never been the goal. If you have heaven as your goal, you're missing life. Why why do I say that? Because, listen to me, you're not making heaven your goal. You're making revealing the God of heaven your goal. If you will make revealing the God of heaven your goal, how many know heaven is a certainty? But the problem is there's too many people living trying to get to what's guaranteed if they will just be. Now, watch this. So Jesus begins to confront this and begins to talk about these hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. For they act for the applause of the crowd. Don't be like the hypocrites, for they're acting for a wage to be paid. Sons are working for reward that is given. Do you know there are certain things that came to me in my life just because I was a good son? As far and few in between as it was, there were a couple of moments here and there. Right? Let's, let's, okay, let me give it to you. How many know I did not deserve? to get the car keys. Okay? How come I was entrusted with the car keys? Typically because there was something about me that was being a good son that enabled me to get the car keys. Now let me tell you about the nine weeks I was grounded when I was a good son. <laughs> and I had to walk seven miles, to school and 23 back. <laughs> in the snow. Okay. Why? okay, listen to me. You have to understand something. There are things that come to you from the Father that are not a wage, but there's something that he gives to you because it's a reward for who you're being. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. My dad, as crazy as he was, and my mother, allowed me, a 17-year-old kid, to have the keys to a 1966 Corvette. How do you think I got the pretty one? I tricked her. But I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It wasn't a wage paid. It was a trust that was given. And it was a trust that was given because hopefully I had been a good enough son in order to get something that belonged to the father. The word reward means that he takes from himself and gives it to his son for his own benefit. That's what I want from the father. Sons are working for a reward that is given. All right? Let's talk about these hypocrites for a moment. Hypocrites are acting for fame. I want you to see me. I want your applause. I want to be known. I want the fame of it. The actor. Give me the applause. Give me the fame. Give me the name. All right? Jesus says what? Look what he says. When you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Do. Like they do in the streets, so they may be honored. But I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your giving will be in secret, and your father sees what is done in secret rewards you. When you pray, you're not like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Look at he goes on, he continues. But you, when you pray, when you're in a room, close your door and pray to your fathers in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you're praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Oh, my goodness. Have you, have you ever been? Okay, I'm going to really start messing with us now. Have you ever been somewhere sometime and people are praying and you got that one or two persons is like, oh, for crying out loud, he heard you the first 16 times. I know, I'm brutally honest, right? I know none of you would ever think of such a thing. None of you would ever be so sacrilegious. Never knew you would ever be so carnal. I'm telling you, God is not deaf. I'm telling you, he heard you the first time. He heard you the second time. He heard you the third time. I'm just promising you, you don't need to use meaningless repetition. He's not like Peter. He's not absent-minded. And old. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? There's a lot of people that are praying, they're not praying to God, they're praying for people. And I don't mean laying hands on people. I mean praying for people to hear them. I, I'm just gonna call some things out this morning. Stop acting. Stop being an actor. Be real, be genuine. You know, I remember one time I had somebody preach years and years and years ago and I had somebody preach and that person get up and preached, and, and when they were done, I went to them the next day and said, well, where'd, where'd that person go? They said, what person? I said, the real person. Where did the person go that I see every day, every week? Where'd that personality go? Why did you put on a different persona when you got behind the pulpit? Just be who you are. I promise you this. I am the same goof up here as I am out there. I mean, it's bad enough you even said amen. Even Harold said amen back in the cheap seats. Okay. Craig did. All right. The point is, stop putting on a facade. A facade is not real. I was in Europe, Peter. Remember Spain? We Spain? I love walking the streets of Spain. I love the old architecture, and I love looking at all that stuff and all the all the gorgeous uh, the facades. And I'm, I'm looking at this one building one day. I say, "This is so incredibly cold. Look how old it is." And then I went around the block, and there was nothing there. All there was was scaffolding and a kind of, some kind of structure that was holding up the old facade so they could put the new building behind it. It was all imitation. It wasn't real. There's a lot of us Christians that were walking around. We've got a facade on. We look good on the outside, but it's not who we are at our core. Some of us are praying not for God to hear. We're praying for people to hear. How about we start praying for God to hear? You see, hypocrites are acting for fame. Sons are working for the fame of their father. It's not to make you famous. It's to make him famous. Then Jesus is gone a little bit later. If you scroll on down through there. And he talks about fasting. See, there's three things he said that sons actually do in secret. They give in secret. They pray in secret. And they fast in secret. Hmm. I often wonder Jesus' sermons would have looked like had he had Facebook. <laughs> okay. Watch this. Hypocrites hide their true identity. Actors hide their true identity. How many know actors will get into the role long before they get onto the stage? There are some that get into the role Prior to the getting onto the stage, they're in that role, they're in that place. Listen to me this morning. Actors hide who they really are. You see something on the outside. You see someone on the outside. Can I, tell you some, can I tell you something this morning? Can I tell you George Clooney is not George Clooney? Can I tell you he has a true identity and it's not George Clooney? I mean, that's his acting name. I can go through a whole bunch of names, right? How many of know Hulk Hogan? How many of know that's not his real name? That's not his real identity. I mean, that's his stage identity. That's his wrestling identity. On and on we could go. I can give you illustration after illustration that these, these actors are hiding their true identity. Listen to me this morning. These ones that Jesus is talking to, he says, the ones who stand on the streets and sound the trumpet when they give, the ones who pray for everybody to hear, the one who put on this, this gloom and doom face when they're fasting. That's why I'm always smiling. I'm not fasting, all right? The ones that put on the government do these are all someone that they're appearing to be, but it's not who they really are. They're hiding their true identity. Maybe there's a lot of people hide behind religion. A lot of people hide their true identity behind legalism. There's a lot of people hide their true identity behind stuff and things. But sons, what do sons do? Sons work from their true identity. To reveal the father. You know what the sons know? The sons know I'm a son. I'm not a son by what I do. I'm not a son by whether I do this or I don't do that. I'm a son by being born anew from above. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of the living God. Therefore, because of who I am. And by the way, if you're wondering whose kid keeps screaming back there, that is my grandson having fun. I promise you that is, Le- uh, that is Leroy and Liam. Leroy Allison is back there, Dion is back there, and Liam is back there. Leroy and Liam is not a good combination. <laughs> I mean, it is a good combination, but that noise is the two L's, all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I text Tony, I said, is that your kid? Her kid. I, said, I think so. Do you want me to go back and tell them to stop screaming? Nope. I mean, it's okay. Now listen. Sons work from a place of identity that reveals the Father. How many know I have nothing to hide? I am who I am. You are who you are. You don't have to hide behind any identity. You don't have to put on a facade. Hypocrites act when the light is on them. How many know when the light comes on? Lights, camera, camera, Lights, camera, action. And all of a sudden, that persona rises. All of a sudden, that person rises. All of a sudden, that actor rises. All of a sudden, it's on. I mean, it's amazing the people I know that won't smile out there, but they'll smile up here. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, pastors, I love pastors, but I pick on pastors a lot. I go to pastor's things, and I see them here, and then all of a sudden, I get them up on the platform, and I saying, who's that guy? He doesn't have an ounce of faith out here, but up in the pulpit, he's the man of mountain of faith. All all of a sudden, he gets up behind the thing and he's gregarious, he's fun, he's charming. You get him off stage, he's rude, ignorant, and everything else. Let me tell you, you really test him. Take him out to dinner. I'm just telling, I'm telling you, I have been with some rude preachers at dinner. Treat waitresses bad, waiters bad, and it's a travesty because it's not a reflection of the Father. That's just for pastors. What am I saying? What I'm saying is simply this. Let us stop being actors. When the light is on, we put on, okay, uh, when's the light on? Oh, we came to church today. Great, we came to church. How's your day? My day's fine, brother. How's your day? My day's fine. Not a care in the world, not a problem in the world. Right? How many of you you who have children have ever taken the ride to church? Like, get in the car, be quiet, we're going to be late. And then you got the guy in front of you, get out of the way, I'm going to church. And you pass him and you give him a dirty look. Oh, that was the pastor. Oh, no, that was the pastor passing me, okay? And, and, you, got, and you just fight and, you're, and you get to church. Praise the Lord, brother. Lights, camera, action. Lights, camera, action. How many know this is not the stage? Lights, camera, action, baby. And we put on this facade. We put on the Christian ease. We put on the Christian face. We put on the mask. We put on the makeup. We put on the stuff. Why? Because there's a part of us that's got walking with the facade. Hypocrites act when the light is on. Sons, I'm sorry, they perform for men. How many know when? Because they're performing for men, it takes the light off the father. The moment, see, Jesus said, "What? Let your light shine before men." So they see your father in heaven and they glorify your father in heaven. And the moment you start working for the applause of men, you are taking the light off of the father. And you're saying, shine on me, baby, shine on me. Performing for men takes the light off the father, but sons work because they are the light that shines on the father. Think about that. Jesus said, let my light shine, why? Because when my light shines, now people can see the father. Do you understand the world can't see the father? The Bible says they can't see him. The Bible says says he's hidden. But now when I act as a son, I live as a son, I work as a son. All of a sudden I shine. And when I shine as I'm now disclosing the father who's in secret. I'm casting light on my dad. I'm casting light on him. I have told you before, this whole notion of holiness drives me crazy. Yes, I believe God's called us to be holy. But why did he call us to be holy? To get to heaven? No. He calls us us to be holy so the world can see how good my God is. Okay, so so God God takes a tribe, a nation of Israel. He brings them out of Egypt. He says to them, you're going to be a kingdom to me. You're going to be a priest to me. And he gives them a law to live by, 10, 10 commandments to live by. To go into the promised land where there was paganism, where there was polytheism, where there were all these gods. He says, now, when you go into that land, you're a holy nation unto me. You shall have no other God but me. And now, when the pagans see your crops growing, when theirs aren't, they'll know who I am. How many know holiness is to show the world how good my God is? That I don't need to lie to get by. I don't need to steal to get by. I don't need to commit adultery to get by. That now holiness isn't to show God how good I am. It's to show the world how good he is. Hypocrites. He's talking about hypocrites. Hypocrites act in prayer for others to hear them. How many times have you ever heard this? But I can't pray like you. I may have ever heard somebody say, but I can't pray like you. I can't pray in front of people. How many know you're not supposed to pray like them? You're supposed to pray like you. How many of you expect each of your children to come to you in the same manner? Hmm. I have two two children. I got two grandchildren. They both dialogue with me a little bit differently. One's not trying to be the other. Hypocrites are acting in prayer for others to hear them. Sons pray in secret so the father hears them. It's amazing. The minute, the minute you begin to pray for other people to hear you, the father doesn't hear you. The Bible says it, that he doesn't hear you. Actors work for the reward of men, leaving them wanting more. How many of you have ever tried to quench your thirst with a soda only to find out you're still thirsty? Did you ever just and you drink some more and I need some more and I drink some more and I need some more and I drink some more and I need some more. You can't quench it, you can't get enough. How, how many know you, you ever sit down and, and you eat a bag of chips? How many know you just can't stop with one? The ladies is right. I just don't I don't I mean and wanting to has nothing to do with it. Okay. I'll give you a little story here. Put her put her on the spot, food Nazi. So I'm sitting with Ben one morning at the clay cup. It's early morning. He's got a little baggie full of Uts dark russet chips. I mean, they're just a bomb. They're really good, right? And so I asked him about them. And I said, to him, and I looked at her because she's a food Nazi. And she said, well, when, I, when we get married, I'll make him healthy food. and He won't need to eat them. <laughs> well, la-di-da. And so I looked at her and said, need has nothing to do with it. We want to eat them. Need has nothing to do with it. This is a want. All right? We want to eat them. He's going to continue to want to eat them. But out. Hey Amen? Listen to me. You got to understand something for a moment. There's something. You eat one. You got to eat another one. And you eat another one. And you eat another one. When you start working for the applause of men, you'll never get enough. And the moment they don't give it anymore, you will be down in the dumps. You will be down in the trenches. Because it's all about you. Stop making it about you. It's not about you. It's about him. And the moment you don't get the recognition you need, the moment you don't get the praise you need, the moment you don't get the applause you need, you will stop working for the God you were supposedly working for. Why is it so important? It's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. You gotta know who you're working for. You gotta know who you're shining the light on. Because listen to me, when the world doesn't give you any more applause, you don't need the applause of the man because you got the applause of your father in heaven. I like when people say good sermon. It happens like three times a year. (laughs) But I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna honestly tell you something. I know some are better than others too. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't need your applause. And I don't mean that mean like I don't need your applause. I'm just saying I don't need it. I'm beyond it. I needed it early. When I was younger. I needed it when I was younger more than I do now. Because how many know maturity takes you to a place where immaturity can never take you? Because the more mature you get, the less you need it. Immature always needs affirmation, recognition from people. I don't need it anymore. I know if God's given me a word or not. Actors work for the reward of men leaving them wanting more. Sons work for the reward of the father that leaves them fulfilled. That I'm fulfilled in here because I know I've done for my father what he wants me to do. I know that I'm working for him and it's not for me. Sons work for the reward of the father and it leaves them fulfilled. And one day you hear that phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, well done. Actors have a need to be seen by people. Sons have a need to be seen by the father. I just want my father to see me and see what I'm doing. The father, see, here's, okay, before I get there, you say, why am I preaching this day? I don't know. Ask God. But I think in the culture in which we live and just hear me for a moment. I love social media. I love the technology. I love the tools. I love the, 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 all the things it brings. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I also believe that we have a society that's being bred to a lot of narcissism. Yes. It's all about me. Look at me. Look at what I did. I'm so great. Ha, ha, ha. Because here's what the problem. When people begin performing for the crowd... How many know it creates a spirit of competition among the actors? That's not a good thing for the body of Christ. Because how many know we are not competitors? We are complementary fixtures in the body of Christ. Some of you are an ear, some of you are an eye, some of you are a foot, some of you are a hand. But all of a sudden, they become competitive rather than complementary parts of our lives. And now, I've got to outdo you, and you've got to outdo me. And social media has partly helped create this narcissistic thing where it's about, look at me. Now, we know how to phrase it. And I believe that we have got to come to a place where we understand something. That our first and foremost priority as sons of the living God is to make sure all of our light is shining upon him and not living a life that's an actor so that people are looking at us. Now, here's the good part, but here's the best part of this whole sermon, right? Is that in this scripture, he talks that the actors, the hypocrites, they have have their reward. When they get the applause of men, they got their applause, and that's it. When they get the recognition of men, they have had the reward. But here's the great thing about it. He says, but your father will reward you. Which means literally that he takes from himself and he gives it to you for your own benefit. All right? That he's taking from himself. It's not a wage. But rather, it is not a wage. It is actually... To give away for one's own profit what is one's own. All right. It's things. Watch this. It is things promised under oath. It is something given within conjugal duty. All right. In other words, I want you to get this. Now what comes back to you is not a wage that is earned. It is a fruit of relationship that you have between the son and the father. It's now a byproduct. It's now the fruit that naturally comes out of the relationship. There are things that I have rewarded my children with that just became a natural byproduct of the relationship because of who they were as my son and my daughter. They didn't have to act for it. They didn't have to work for it. They didn't have to create a wage. They didn't have to deserve it. You just get it because you are. Just because you are. Here's the thing. Let me end with this. You see, because we really want you to know that the father wants to reward his sons. Can we get that in our spirit? God wants to do it. The Father wants to reward the sons. How many of you know you don't have to pry it out of His hands? I see so many people. Uh, follow, let me go. The Father wants to reward His sons. Don't allow the reward of men to steal the reward that the Father wants to give you. I love this scri- portion of Scripture. Let me tell you a story. So, King David, when he was a kid, killed that thing, Troy. He's saying, What's he talking about? That fan over my head. King David, First Samuel chapter 16, God's looking for a king. He's looking for a man after his own heart. He finds David. The Bible tells us in Psalms, He said, I will, when I find him, I will strengthen him. I will sustain him. I will do all these things for him. And so he finds him in 1 Samuel 16. He anoints him with the spirit of God. Next thing you see, chapter 17, David shows up on the battlefield where there's a giant named Goliath. And this giant Goliath, he come out twice a day, 40 days, taunting and defying the armies of Israel. Defying the armies of God, defying God. Till one day David shows up, spirit of God on him. Here's the giant, sees the giant. He looks at the people and he says, who's letting this go on? Who's allowing this to happen? How many know David was getting ready to disrupt the status quo? And I will promise you the moment you disrupt the status quo, the brothers in the crowd will start to malign you. And that's exactly what happened to him. But that's a message for another day. But then David hears something. They say who it is. And all of a sudden, David hears something. He hears the word that whoever goes out and kills the giant will receive the king's daughter and tax exemption for the rest of their life. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. I I know the rest of you were too spiritual. Not me, baby. I'll take the king's daughter and I'll take the tax exemption. David heard that, he went back and he asked the question, excuse me, what will be done for the man who kills him? Gets the king's daughter, gets taxation, uh, tax exemption. Yeah, baby, I'm in. Let me ask you a question. Why would I not work for the rewards of my king? Excuse me? I, I hear Christians all the time. Listen to me, I'm okay with God blessing me. I'm okay with God's reward in my life. I'm okay working for the reward of the king. I'm okay with that. Listen to me. Can I just say to you this morning, stop being so stinking spiritual. (laughs) Work for the king and receive the rewards of the king. There's nothing wrong with it. Can I say some, oh boy, I have no idea where this is coming from, but I'm gonna tell you. Can I tell you this morning that some of you aren't blessed because you've been too spiritual? Because you think it's against God to work for the reward of the king? It's not against that. He says, work, well done, good and faithful servant. All of the scripture, he rewards his sons. But there's a caveat. You're not doing it for you, you're doing it for him. And the reward becomes the byproduct of what you do for him. My king wants to bless me. My father wants to bless me. Come on, Troy. My father wants to bless me. But he cannot bless me when I'm in actor mode. He says that, He says. what he says to me. When you are acting, you have received your reward in full. You have received the wages of your work. How many of you are going to get paid this coming week? Okay, nobody. Praise God. All right. That could explain the tithes and offerings this week. I don't know. (laughs) Anybody getting paid? Let me tell you something. We get paid last week or this week? I don't know. One of these weeks I'm getting paid. Okay. Uh, You're getting paid, right? How many of you agreed to work for a sum of money? And how many of you know there's probably a pretty good chance when you go work 40 hours next week, there's a pretty good chance your boss isn't paying you for 50. <laughs> your boss isn't paying you for 50, right? You've worked your 40, you've put your time in, you've got what is due you, and not an ounce more. That's the hypocrite's wage. But the sons, the sons, Ah, that's a different story altogether. The sons are, come on, I got a reward for you. And it's not just a one-time reward. I got many rewards for you. I'm going to keep blessing you because I'm your father. You're my son and you're working for me and you're trying to show me and you're trying to glorify me. And it's not about you because it was about you. I couldn't bless you. How many want to be sons? Live as sons. Stop being an actor. Stop being an actor. It's funny because sometimes we even act for God. you ever tried to put the facade on for God? He's like, dude, I know what's behind that. <laughs> I know what's behind that. God's looking for authentic sons, not actors, not imposters. You know, you used to hear the phrase hypocrites. The church is full of hypocrites. No, it's not full of hypocrites. I don't know anybody here that professes to be perfect. But what I will tell you this, is that we, the sons of God, must act as sons and not actors any longer. Why? Why? Because the Father wants to reward the sons. The Father wants to bless the sons. Let me say it one more time. He wants to bless the sons. So, Father, this morning, I, you, you, your son looks at his people and he says, let your light shine before men. And the purpose of letting our light shine is so they see you. And they glorify you. The ambition of our life is to say, look at my father. Look at my God. Look at my king. Look how great he is. Look how awesome he is. Look how good he is. Look how majestic he is. Look at my God. Look at my father. Look at my king. I don't want to hide him in my shadow. May we be hid in his shadow. And Father, we would say, test our hearts. You see, all this is about motives. What is the motive of your giving? What is the motive of your prayer? What is the motive of your fasting? What is the motive? It all comes back to motives. And the motive of the hypocrite, the motive of the actor, was look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But the motive of the sons is look at my father. Look at my father. See my father. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And Father, may it be said of this house, may it be said of these people, may it be said of myself, that when they see us, they see the Father. And they glorify the Father. That way, Father, whenever we are still working, we are still serving, we are still giving, we are still fasting, and the applause of men has long been gone. We don't care because we work for the applause of one. So Father, challenge our hearts this week. Test us this week. Try us this week. Reveal our hearts to us this week. Come on, stand up with me. Go be sons this week. Go be sons. this week when you catch yourself tempted to do something, say something that's kind of saying, look at me, grab a hold of it, frame it, reposition it so that it says, look at my father, look at my father. In Jesus' name, we pray it today, amen. Amen.